I'm Luke Agassi, program host for Abide in Christ with Passages at Home, and you are listening to Passages Voice. Hello, listeners, and welcome to God at Work a four-part podcast where we are going to hear Passages alumni share how God has impacted their life. Our prayer is that hearing fellow alumni testimonies will encourage you to reflect on the Lord's faithfulness in your life, too. Today's guest is Tuan Stinson. Welcome, Tuan. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, making the most of the week and glad that it's the weekend. Absolutely. I'm so glad. The weeks are, the days are going by kind of fast, so they are. They're, they're starting to, I think during this season, they're kind of starting to blend a little bit together. Like it, it took a little bit of mental energy to realize that today was Friday for, for this recording. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, good to, it's good to chat with you as we're heading to the weekend here, sir. Um, and welcome to God at Work. Thank you for having me. Of course. Tuan, we're here to chat with you to, to get your story. So um, let's start with just kind of your general background. Where are you from? Where do you go to school? And when did you come to Israel with Passages? Okay, um, like you said, my name is Tuan Stinson. Um, I am originally from Saginaw, Michigan. I currently reside in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, I go to school at Eastern Michigan University where I am currently majoring in finance. Um, I came to Israel May of 2019. Awesome. So, Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Uh, I was looking forward to going back this year, but unfortunate circumstances, but I will be going back soon. Yes, yes. We are excited to have you. You will be returning to Israel with us, God willing, in the very near future as a, as a future Passages Fellow. So uh, we're grateful that you're choosing to serve with us in that way. Awesome, man. Well, um, let's uh, let's hear your story. This is God at Work after all, so would love to just kind of hear the story of Twan Stinson and and God and how has he come into your life? How has he impacted you? Um, you know, you can start wherever you'd like to begin this awesome story. Okay, great. Um, well, my story, you know, it's it's a lot longer than a 30-minute podcast, so I would definitely have to write a book um, <laughs> to tell all of my story. Yeah. But uh, starting off, you know, I, I'm a church boy. Uh, I was born into a family uh, that was in ministry. My great-grandfather was a pastor for about 45 years. So I grew up, you know, in church, around church, pretty much my entire life, um, raised in a single-parent home, primarily by my mother and my grandmother. Mm. Um, I'm from Saginaw, so if anybody knows anything about Saginaw, Michigan, it's um, very little success stories for Black men. Mm. Um, So essentially, my story is a story of hope, um, and it is a story that through Jesus Christ, I have defied every circumstance and limitation. Mm. Um, So cool. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, I uh, would love to hear a little bit more, um, you know, starting from the beginning, um, you know, you, you've mentioned that um, you were brought up in the church. What was that like for you? And then you said you had an experience with Christ a little bit later in your life, um, you know, in, mm-hmm. in your later childhood, I should say. Um, 
So let's talk about that a little bit. How was that for you? Um, growing up in church and grow up, growing up in, you know, ministry, um, I have been a witness of the motions of ministry um, mm-hmm. and the, you know, religious aspects and traditional aspects of being in ministry and being a part of a family um, that is in ministry. Um, and sometimes, you know, it never hit home for me and I never came into my own uh, realization and meaning um, until I experienced God for myself. Yeah. Um, I realized that being around God is not necessarily a substitute for being in God. Um, you mm-hmm. can be around God, um, you can be around the things of God and never come into, into the true knowledge and relationship with Jesus. Um, and so I had uh, an encounter with Jesus, his presence at 11 years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, it was a Wednesday night, Bible study night um, in November of 2010. I was 11 years old. Wow. And I remember encountering his presence like I never had before. Um, I mean, I was, you know, drawn by his love and I was just illuminated. Um, I can't really describe it. <laughs> Um, but it was it was definitely the 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 pivotal moment where I realized that Jesus is real um, and that he is beyond, you know, religion and tradition. So I would say that my life really shifted from a place of religion to relationship. And although, you know, religion and tradition is not bad because it is the foundation of who I am. And right. it has formed me who I am through my encounter with his presence and the feeling of the spirit, it just went to another level. Um, and I knew, you know, for myself that Jesus is real and he's tangible. And I have not been the same since. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool. I, I, I think of it as like, you know, if, if we're going to use like even biblical imagery, like creation of man, like tradition and religion is essentially like the structure of the human body, but it didn't become right. an animated life human life until yeah. God breathed into man. And I feel like that's kind yes. of what you're describing. Like though you were, you were there, the, the, the structure and it, it was all there um, mm-hmm. in terms of growing up in the Christian religion, but you got, you had God breathe into you uh, at 11. A breath of fresh air. Absolutely. A breath of, of life uh, from the one who gives life. Uh, Jesus. Yes. Um, and I love that. Um, amazing. Uh, with that being the case, so you, you came to a saving knowledge of Jesus at around 11, but just because you grew up in church and uh, came to a, a saving knowledge of, of who Christ is, that didn't spare you from certain trying moments in your life. Correct. You know, you chatted with me before, and there were a few examples that you gave um, of things that really were tough but shaped you and are part of your story and and how God has really interacted with your story in these ways. Um, Can you tell us about some of those stories? Absolutely. Um, I believe, and this is, you know, my personal testimony, that a lot of the trying moments and circumstances that we go through in life is ultimately to strengthen our faith in God. Um, Even though we are Christians, um, we still have to live life 
as a human. Um, and that being a Christian doesn't exempt us from life, but being a Christian and bearing the name of Jesus uh, helps us to navigate through life. And so um, in those moments, and I'm going to talk about some of those moments, I had to learn how to trust and depend on God. Um, and in those moments, he revealed himself to me deeper um, in a deeper and more intimate way. Um, and I realized that I have a purpose and that I'm on this earth for a reason. Um, let's start at my birth. <laughs> um, my, mother, my mother had a, a medical condition that could ultimately hinder the, um, her pregnancy. Mm. She could get pregnant, but it could hinder, you know, the baby coming to full term. Right. Um, so really I am a miracle and I'm the firstborn on my mother's side and she, uh, I have two more sisters. So all three of my, all three, you know, all three of us were miracles Yeah, absolutely. because the health condition could have, you know, it could have went a different way. Um, so that's just one, that's just one uh, moment. Um, I grew up in Saginaw. Saginaw is, it has the reputation to be a very um, violent city. Mm. Um, I have lost uncles to gun violence at a young age, family members, um, family friends. Um, and I remember an experience when I was younger, I was out, at my grandmother's house in the front yard playing with my cousins and gunshots in that neighborhood was normal to hear. And so every time we heard, you know, a gun going off, either we ran in the house or we, you know, jumped on the floor to try to make sure that we were all safe. Um, and I remember one time there was actually a drive-by coming down the street. Two cars were chasing each other, shooting at each other. And I was in the front yard playing right and my cousins they i don't know how they left me and ran to the back of the house and i'm standing there like oh my goodness and i remember hearing one of my neighbors say run in the house and i ran in the house and after it was all over we came outside and the bullet a bullet had actually hit my mother's car in the hood in the hood of the car yeah. And, and this is right had, in front of the house that you were at. Right. And I had to run past the car to get to the back of the house. So yes. I could have been hit with a bullet. And at I think I was maybe four or five years old. Yeah. So then, you know, now that I'm older and I'm looking back over my life and I'm starting to see and realize that I have a purpose and I, you know, there's a purpose and there's something for me to do in this earth. Mm. Um, and then one most recent thing that happened last year, March, um, I'm a part of the gospel choir, which we'll talk about a little later, but we were singing in a different city in the state of Michigan. And on our way back, we got into a car accident and it was five of us in the car. You know, we just on our way home and uh, we lost control of the car and the car slammed into the rail, the car absolutely total, yeah. absolutely total. Yeah. Well, I was sitting in the back seat. I didn't have a seatbelt on, which is not smart. It's not wise. <laughs> belts. Yes. Wear your seatbelts. I did not have a seatbelt on or anything. 
But when the car, you know, made impact with the rail, I jumped out of the car without a scratch. No injuries, no concussion, you know, nothing. And it was then that I was like, oh my goodness, you know, God really has his hands on me because there are many, many situations and many people that, you know, can't say that. Yeah. And so I'm just grateful. Um, and I know that, you know, God has a purpose. Yeah. Wow. You know, some of those things are unimaginable, Tuan. And uh, I appreciate you just being willing to kind of be an open book and share some of those moments. Um, it's tough and it's, it's not something, you know, some of those things are, are things that many people can't understand or empathize with, but right. God had yes. and had in that moment, in those moments, plans for you. Yes. Plans to prosper you and yes. to, to utilize you as his tool. And uh, I think of the saying in, in the book of Esther, uh, I am here for such a time as this. As this. Yes. And, and he, he definitely has had his hands on you. Just chatting with you about those things kind of left my mouth agape um, at just the gravity of the situation, but also the faithfulness of God for, for preserving Absolutely. you. And I just think it's an amazing thing. And I love that those are moments that defined your relationship with the Lord. Yes. And provided you with almost a sense of mission. Uh, a mission mm -hmm. that you are now putting into practice today from, you know, yeah. what we chatted about before. Um, so now you're here, you found yourself, you're, you're studying uh, at school at Eastern Michigan university. And now you're, you're serving, you know, as yes. someone who's brought up in church, uh, right. that, that part of your identity has now become you in which, you know, church is there to serve the people of God. And now mm -hmm. you're serving others through what you're doing uh, on campus as an executive for yes. uh, the gospel choir on campus. Mm -hmm. um, with that, you know, I have kind of two questions with this. So um, the first is, you know, God has kind of given you a mission um, to, to, to approach life. What has mm -hmm. that mission been? And how have you grown in your college career by being able to kind of practice your mission as an executive in this gospel choir, um, you know, even today? Um, I would say that my mission is to use everything that God has placed in me to be the light and an example um, mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't, I believe that everything that he has allowed me to go through and to experience was preparation for what it is that I would help somebody else go through. Yeah. Um, I believe that we are all here on earth, you know, for a purpose and that is simply just to help someone else. Um, you know, before God formed us in our mother's womb, before the foundations of the world, he has and had a purpose and a plan for our lives. And it's not selfish, it's very selfless, but it's for us to live our lives to help someone else live theirs. Amen. Um, and so coming to college, I didn't come to college really looking um, to be a part of ministry. But when I stepped foot on the grounds, it just it it awakened, you know, it just came alive <laughs> in me um, because of what's been poured into me 
as a child. You know, the Bible talks about train up a child in the way, you know, that he should go. And when he's older, he won't depart from it. You know, he may go his own way. He may deviate from the path. But what's in him will always pull him back to where, you know, he's supposed to be. And so um, I am currently the president and director of the Eastern Michigan Gospel Choir. Um, And I have used that platform and that position not to just sing and focus on, you know, uh, performance, vocal performance, but using it as uh, a a tool to minister on a deeper level that is beyond singing. Um, It's beyond singing, but not only do we share the gospel through song but we can share the gospel through deed and through our word and through you know our life and so i have grown tremendously um in my college career simply because i found my purpose um that's where a lot of this stems from um i found and i have yet to find all that i'm called to do um and a lot of times when you because a lot of people struggle with finding their purpose and when you want to find your purpose you need to start with what you're passionate for right and so it started with a passion um and a desire for a problem to be solved i believe that i am a problem solver and i believe that we were all created to bring solution to problems in the earth and one of the problems in the earth is that people need jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as simple as that and so with me being the light and being a representation of Jesus. It allows me to extend the hands and the feet and the reach of Jesus in every sphere of influence that I'm called to. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Go into all the world and, and make disciples, right? Um, right. It's a, it's a good way to, to, to find yourself uh, doing that and in such a cool and creative way. Um, Absolutely. You know, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to be a testimony of Jesus Christ through the power of music and song. Yes. Um, And, you know, I've, you know, just knowing uh, several others who uh, have been very involved in gospel choirs, it's, it's the definition of make a joyful noise. It's absolutely exciting. (laughs) You know, it's, man, it is just world rocking, spirit forming, stuff and the fact that god has placed you in this moment to lead uh an initiative of artists and musicians and singers to be a yes. testimony uh i think aligns very well with the mission that you found yourself in and uh i also find it very funny that uh church came calling back and wanted you right. to keep, keep marching with they you know god sent some marching orders and uh, yeah. you weren't thinking to do ministry but here you are um i can never I can never go too far. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I feel like that's the, the case for many of us. But you yeah, know, God will always come calling back uh, for those that love him. And uh, absolutely. And that that's really something so cool in your story as well. Um, Tuan, you, you mentioned to me that before that you were you've been doing kind of more serious study and even uh, kind of internal reflection on the idea of sonship, being a son, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and through that, seeing God as Father, uh, yes. in spite of different circumstances um, that you've lived through on Earth, um, especially with with your story. You know, you've mentioned that um, you know you've grown up in a in a single parent household, 
Um, can you talk a little bit more about this kind of reflection on sonship that you've been kind of going through and how that has we been weaved through your story? Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep and preach because I can preach it, but. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're going to be preaching to the choir here. Uh, uh, but, you know, sonship is simply identity. Yeah. Um, in Christ. Um, and when you, when you see the idea of sonship all throughout the Bible, it's not just talking about men, it's talking about women, you know, that we are the children of God. Um, and because, because we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that has allowed us to be engrafted and adopted as a child of God, that we are no longer alienated or uh, we no longer should have the slave mentality mm. and i've realized that as a son um in knowing my identity uh, in christ my identity in christ gives me purpose um and power and authority and spiritual blessings and hope and all of these things um and so knowing god as father has really really helped me um and it has secured me in my purpose um, and what it is that he has for me to do, knowing him as, you know, a comforter when I felt like, you know, I couldn't make it, knowing him as a sustainer when I didn't have, you know, all of the things that I thought I needed, but really all I need was him. All I needed was him. Um, you know, he's, he's been, he is and has been everything to me. Um, not just you know, what he can do for me, but who he is to me. Mm. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's deep, you know, it's a deep love. Um, he's my father. <laughs> he's my father. Uh, I know that he loves me and he loves me so much and he loves you and I so much that he sent his son to die for us so that we could come closer to him. Yeah. Um, and by his spirit and his love, he's drawn us. And when we come to him and he, and we allow him to make us into children of God, then we can be equipped to be vessels used by him to show forth his glory in the earth yeah. and, um, to live a life that brings him glory and honor. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, sonship is not always spiritual, but, we have natural parents as well. So that applies in the same, in the same way that we are to live a life that brings esteem and honor and glory to our parents, right. that, that people can look at our parents and say, you have a great son, you have a great daughter, you know, right. and I want uh, our, you know, mandate should be, I want people to look at me and say, wow, there is a God. So good. And I oftentimes say this, that besides, you know, being a future husband and a father, the greatest title I will ever have is that of a son. Mm. Because in, in the place of a son, I learn how to be everything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's yeah. Where, where you can learn to be loved and to love. Absolutely. In that place. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, 
you know, we as sons and daughters are loved. And it even brings to mind, just you talking to that, it brings to mind Matthew 6. Jesus is literally talking about how much the father cares for his children. You know, yes. uh, look at the lilies of the field. And, you know, for all of our listeners out there, you were on the Mount of Beatitudes. You saw the flowers. Uh, yeah. Look at the flowers of the field, how they neither toil nor spin. Yet Solomon mm-hmm. in all of his glory was not arrayed. Like, not arrayed. How much more does the father care for you? Or look at the birds of the air. Um, you know, how, how yeah. they, they are fed daily. Mm-hmm. How much more does yeah. the care for you? It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's a place that if we can unlock that knowledge that God yes. does love us as children. Um, and, and sometimes in, in terms of prior traumas or hurt, or maybe mm-hmm. not a full knowledge of what uh, earthly sonship or daughtership looks like, we can yeah. build walls. And I, I think once we unlock or, or take apart those walls and let God as father flood into our life, it's going to yeah. just amazing and trajectory changing. And, and I sense that from just your story, just kind of hearing that it's, it's so cool to hear. So awesome. I, 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 that's amazing, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and that's a good word uh, for, for me to hear. And I'm sure for anyone who will listen to this, uh, will likely say the same. Um, yes. One more kind of question about just kind of your story here. And then I just have a, a few more concluding questions after. But this last one here is, you know, we chatted a little earlier. And there was one thing that you said that stuck with me um, mm-hmm. when you were talking about your story initially. And you said your life will be the greatest message you ever preach mm-hmm. for you. And I, I have sensed that that is something that you've made kind of your mission. Mm-hmm. How have you, how have you been able to do that? Um, living a life that is in total submission and surrender to God. Mm-hmm. Um, Surrendering my will, surrendering, you know, my plans, what I think I should be doing, what I want to do, and allowing him to transform me and for our will, my will and his will to become one. Right. Um, I oftentimes say that when when I observe my will and I observe God's will, I don't want to see any difference. I want our will to be, I want my will to be his and his will to be mine. Um your life will be the greatest sermon that you ever preach because the way you live should exemplify Christ. Mm. Uh, We should be able, the world should be able to observe you, whether you even open up your mouth and say the name Jesus and be able to tell that there's something about you. And when people observe that there's something about you, they will approach you and ask you. And then that's when you lead them oh it's jesus you know uh growing up you know going through school high school middle school people are always like why are you always so joyful why are you always so happy Mm. you know it it seems like you know you never have a bad day and i'm like you know it's jesus not saying that i I don't have a bad day because sometimes we still have bad days absolutely but (laughs) it's through him he helps me to navigate through life. 
And so I just want to be an example um, of who Jesus is. Um, the Bible says that we are, you know, writ written epistles read by men. You know, I want to let my light shine everywhere that I am. You know, I want when I speak, I want people to hear his voice in mine. You know, yeah. when 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 I'm in a particular setting, I want people to feel his love through my life. And so it's not all, it's not, you know, what you say all the time, but it's how you live mm. that people will be able to see who Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. And that kind of leads me to my second to last question here. Um, so who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to me? Oh my. Um, You know, I would say he's everything, <laughs> but I can be a little more specific with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus is my closest friend. Mm. He's the closest friend that I will ever have. Um, he's a provider. He's a keeper. He's a teacher. He's a guide. I mean... Without him and apart from him, I can do nothing and I would not have made it this far in life without him. I mean, I love him. I mean, I really do. Yeah. Um, he's, he's my closest friend. I've known him to be a healer, to be a deliverer. He's my savior. You know, he gives me strength. He gives me boldness. He gives me courage. Um, yeah, I mean, words can't. Sometimes word can't. Words can't describe who, who he is to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just—he's awesome. He's amazing. I don't even think we have words in our vocabulary or in the dictionary that can fully describe who Jesus is. And you know, every day of my life, I'm learning more of who he is. So, Amen, Amen. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Tuan, as, a, as kind of a final question here as we conclude our conversation, you know, there's going to be people uh, from all stages of life in the Passages alumni community. Um, all of us have been mm -hmm. together. All of us are wading through different circumstances in our life that's been somehow, some way affected by um, this current pandemic that we're in. Um, mm -hmm. Some people may be going through things that aren't that have nothing to do with the pandemic but just need god somehow somehow yeah. yeah and uh you know from your story from your experience uh with how god has impacted you what would you like to say to our listeners who are fellow passages alumni um that i would i would love to encourage you all that you know will eventually listen to this that in times of uncertainty um, we are definitely in an uncertain time now, um, and even things unrelated to the pandemic, but even through the uncertain times of life, you have certainty in Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus, he is the solid rock on which we stand. When, when everything else 
is, is when it seems chaotic, when the storms of life are raging and the winds blowing, we can be sure to stand firm on Jesus. He's our rock. He's our foundation. And I just want to encourage you that during this time, press into him and into your relationship with him. Um, he's waiting for you. <laughs> um, all you have to do is open the door. And when you open the door and allow him in, he will change your perspective on life and even on the things that you've gone through. And the things that you may be going through or you're going through, he'll give you the, the certainty and the faith to know that all things are working together for your good. Mm. And so uh, God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. Um, he loves you. And he's waiting on you to deepen your relationship with him. And when you, you know, deepen your relationship, when you draw near to him, you realize that through him, you can do all things because he gives you the strength to do it. So be encouraged. Thank you to Twan Stinson for sharing your testimony and to you, our listeners, who have taken time to engage with us by participating in Abide in Christ, a program of Passages at Home. This concludes our season of God at Work. Our prayer is that hearing of God's hand in the lives of Passages alumni across the country is something that will encourage you as we navigate uncertain times. Passages invites you to continue engaging with us through more spiritual enrichment opportunities, including devotionals, lessons in leadership, and our weekly prayer boards on Passages Leaders Network. We will also be launching a long-term small group network in May. More information is to come in the next week. You can opt in to receive more information on how to access all opportunities for Abide in Christ and beyond by visiting our online landing page at passagesisrael.org slash passages at home. We at Passages are praying for you. Till next time.